Okay, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We don't really, but here we are. Uh, Barry, <laughs> UFC 249. Talk to me. Tell me what you thought. Roscoe, um, UFC 249 was on over the weekend. Here, look, we, we, uh, we actually did something cool for it as well. We, we got a Zoom meeting going, and then we legally streamed it as well. So we had some of the lads on as well. So uh, it was actually quite enjoyable. But, um, Ross, it went on ridiculously late, didn't it? Oh, it did. Well, Irish time anyway. It yeah. started at 11, and I think it was, it was half six by the time it was over. Half six a.m.? Um, yeah, the following morning. So that was very, very long. And also, there was a fight pulled off the card as well. There was actually one fight less. Um, I don't know how that really affected or not. But let's be honest, it was, it was too long. It was too it was long. Too long. Oh, I fell asleep, I think. Uh, <laughs> I fell asleep. I actually missed the Cejudo Cruz fight, and then like, I woke up for the end of the um, Gaethje versus Ferguson fight. Yeah, Ross woke up, and I go, uh, I was like, Cejudo won, and you're like, no way. And I go, who should he fight next? And you're like, who did you say? The Aldo. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go, well, he's just after retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I, I actually watched the fight back the next day. It was a, uh, the the two last fights were actually really really good, but like yeah. it was so drawn out. Wasn't it was it? so drawn out. Yeah, the, there's also fights on Wednesday. We're going to get into them as well, and there is fights on Saturday. But hopefully, it's not on that late. Uh, before before we do actually get into the fights, Barry, what did it make of uh, Jack Ray Souza? Um, uh, obviously, or testing positive and then pull pulling out the fight. Well, of course, he pulled out. But what did you make of that scenario? I literally shot myself. I was like, oh, hopefully the rest of the fights go on. But, like, I mean, it's the same thing with the football. Like, if someone's sick, mm. I don't know if they should pull the whole card. But, like, everyone was there. Every, like, all the equipment was there. Everyone wanted to go. Everyone was cutting weight. It was just like, it's too late now. You know what I mean? It's like, if you don't study for your leaving cert and then the test comes up and it's the day, you can't be like, can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, mm. Get the pen out. But uh, before we get into everything, everyone, if you're enjoying the shows, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and make sure to subscribe because we're trying to reach 1,000 subscribers. Um, the, the sooner we get there, the sooner Conor McGregor will come on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, Ross, we should start at the very, very, very top of uh, mm. just the Gacy defeating Tony Ferguson for the interim lightweight title. Ross, what a fight, man. What a fight. How good was Tony Ferguson blocking those punches with his face? Oh. Uh, this was an absolute epic war. Tony Ferguson has to be one of like, the toughest people to ever be born onto this planet. He was taking shot after shot from Gaethje. Well, I actually think this worked out the exact way Gaethje wanted to do it. I know Gaethje said before the fight, he was like, oh, you only have about 18 minutes in the gas tank and that's it. But I think the way Gaethje fought was so smart. It was a much better Gaethje than we've ever seen. He was so uh, more conservative with his energy. He really uh, sort of, he walked Ferguson down. Uh, he really chewed him up with the leg kicks. The leg kicks were a massive part of it. Slowed Ferguson down. I thought Ferguson looked very slow in the fight compared to uh, the usual Tony Ferguson. And then he seemed to land everything he threw. There was no expended energy, energy, energy that wasn't uh, really, you know, putting damage on Ferguson. Yeah, well, we should get into that. Like, I mean, Tony Ferguson obviously may weigh three weeks in advance. He's obviously a very big uh, lightweight. I know in the, in, the, in the preview show that we did with Ian Gary, we were like, oh, maybe that could play a factor, but I was still convinced that Tony Ferguson was going to remain undefeated. But uh, he's 36 now. 
in hindsight, I don't think cutting the weight was a good idea because he did look slow. No, I'd have to agree with you. I don't think it was. I, I was actually uh, laughing because I saw some stats on um, Tony Ferguson. And the last time Tony Ferguson lost, uh, women weren't in the UFC. Conor McGregor was still on the dole. Uh, Anderson Silva and George St. Pierre were still the UFC champions. You know I mean, it, it was actually crazy uh, how far Tony Ferguson's come along uh, over his last 12 fights. He really, really is an incredible athlete. Uh, he was there today, yesterday, dancing in the hospital with his like IV drip. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute character. He was even like, you know, trash talking. I thought that was cool the way you could hear like the trash talk and you could hear the corners perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think Tony Ferguson was shouting out and be like, oh, you're sucking diesel, man. You're sucking diesel. I think he was trying to talk, but uh, you know who was very unimpressed with Eddie Bravo's like cornerman chip. Something so. like beautiful Tony. You're doing great. You're doing I, great. I think he just thought that Tony Ferguson would turn it around. Uh, the fight yeah. it, like when I was watching the fight, I could barely even speak. I was just like, whoa, whoa. You know mm. what I mean? I was so in shock because he was just taking so many hits to the head. Mm. Jesus Christ. But uh it did remind me a bit of Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald too. Yeah, it did have that sort of feel to it. Uh, your favourite ever fight. Yeah, neither fighter was given an inch here. Um, look, Gaethje won every single round. Uh, he obviously got dropped very late in the second round, but he was he, his leg kicks were so impressive, and obviously, it, you know, he landed nearly every single punch. Tony's face shows that. Tony Ferguson looked like he top fought Tony Ferguson at the end of the fight. Yeah, and Justin Gaethje was like relatively unscathed. Tony Ferguson didn't land one elbow in the entire fight. Um, well, oh yeah. Do, do you think it's sort of like this is the best Tony Ferguson he, that Tony Ferguson can be? Because like he is thirty six now. It seemed like Gaethje was almost like a new breed coming in. Like it's like I know we're going to get the Dominic Cruz against Cejudo, but Dominic Cruz as well sort of seemed like he's reached his peak and he can't learn teaching old dog new tricks. Like can, how can Tony Ferguson come back for this? Because obviously he's not finished. But what can he do to improve? Because this seems to be his kryptonite right now. I think he did look a little bit slow off the start. That could be uh, due to his previous weight cut hampering him. Um, I just thought, I just think Justin Gaethje was a very bad matchup for him. Same as I think Conor McGregor would be a bad matchup for him. Uh, they don't give you an inch. Like they're not going to back down. I think you know people actually back down to the boogeyman. They're like, oh, yeah. he's going to keep on coming forward and giving the pressure. But as you can see, Tony Ferguson doesn't work well off the back foot. And I think that was the thing that used to happen with. Uh, Cowboy, uh, maybe even a bit with Pettis. When you put them on the back foot initially, you know, I mean, they're not as effective, and that's what Gaethje did. Yeah. So, what's next for both lads? Well, I think Gaethje's going to fight Khabib. Uh, they're the same management, so it should be a fairly easy deal to get done. Uh, Gaethje's actually going to be a very interesting style match for, for him because he's obviously um, top Division One wrestler, so you have a very good takedown defense. He also very good leg kicks as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that fight goes. I don't know if he'll be as um, one-sided as people might think. I think he'll be very, very competitive. Yeah, his striking then, is, uh, is... I think his striking is going to be very dangerous for Khabib. Khabib mm. sort of rushes in. Yeah. Yeah, he's very lungy with his takedowns yeah. for a sort of first round. And then he sort of wears you down so much that you're knackered. And yeah. the takedowns look better as the fight goes on. Yeah, I'm not uh, as... By the way, I'm not as upset now 
for Tony Ferguson losing and not having that Khabib versus Tony Ferguson fight now I'm like geez Justin Gaethje as well it's just sort of eclipsed and yeah. that Khabib fight is actually way more interesting than Khabib versus Gaethje well uh, I don't know if it's more interesting but it's definitely interesting I think more people were interested in seeing Khabib versus Tony on the ground I think if they had like a grappling match people would love that yeah yeah um, and then for Ferguson I think Ferguson should fight Dustin Poirier next uh, I think that's that's a good fight for him I think obviously Poirier is top five lightweight as Tony Ferguson. I don't think that will change. And I don't think those two have squared off before, have they? So it's not bringing so, any bells. No, so <laughs> I think uh, I think that would be a good fight. They've never fought before. Obviously, Conor McGregor is there, but I think that would be a bad matchup for Ferguson. I think if Justin Gaethje was able to do that to him, I think McGregor would put him to sleep. Interesting to say. Uh, let us know down in the comments what you think. Roscoe, so we get into the bantamweight title. Henry Cejudo comes out with a win against Dominic Cruz. What you make of this fight, and what you make of uh, the way it went down? Look, this looked like someone who had taken a lot of time off versus the best guy in the world. Uh, I know they say ring rust isn't real, but if you're taking four years off and then you're coming in against the best in the world, it's a very tall order to uh, really face. And Henry Cejudo was brilliant. You know, was again, he? he was there with the leg kicks, um, great leg kicks. He even like did a, a high crotch uh, takedown on Dom Cruz at one stage, and I was like, Cejudo's like having his way with him here. He, yeah. you know, we found his chin, and then you know the need to finish. I know Dom Cruz had a massive issue with the fight being stopped. Um, was it a bit early? Maybe so, but like, who knows how much more damage he could have done with another ten seconds of. Uh, Henry Cejudo punching him Henry Cejudo could get another 20 punches to Dominic Cruz's face in those 10 seconds it seemed like, uh, it, it seemed was, like that was the result that was going to happen no matter what yeah I, I really really do think so uh, Dominic Cruz interestingly enough said the referee stunk of cigarettes and booze what should you make of that <laughs> it must have been smelling my breath but uh, oh well not bar the booze um, I don't know Dominic Cruz I think Dom, this is the thing Dominic Cruz has to say because like um, obviously Henry Cejudo announced he was retired Dominic Cruz therefore could be like, Joe, I still deserve I deserve to take on someone like Peter Yan possibly for the title. Mm. But Dominic Cruz, it was slightly reminiscent of like when Peter Belfort went off the, the steroids. He looked sort of he didn't look ripped. He looked sort of like dad body a tiny bit. Well he only had about six weeks to prepare for the fight, so who knows how hard the strength and training condition and what was leading into the fight, you know what I mean? I know, but like his style just seemed very old fashioned the way like he was like he would in, hit the jab come back out and it was like Henry Cejudo did the perfect game plan and well I, I do think you know obviously Cejudo would have watched uh, Cruz versus Garbrandt and he'd be like right well Donald Cruz is hittable and you know there's a clear path to victory against him yeah. so I also think Cruz was like a lot of punch in Paris therefore Cejudo wasn't going to be afraid of taking the shot off yeah, I know. So, I'm not 100% sold either on Henry Cejudo's retirement. No. I think if UFC gets the pay, uh, paycheck out, he'll be back. I think he's looking for more money. Uh, I think he said he's happy enough to retire. I, I do believe him. I do believe that he is happy enough to retire. Pay's not right. If he doesn't get the pay he thinks he deserves, he'll probably happily retire. But I also do think you could definitely get him back in there if the money is right. Henry Cejudo is 
without doubt one of the best fighters in the UFC, like especially after that performance. Mm. He definitely deserves. I feel he deserves what he's looking for. He brings attention to the division, even the mm-hmm. flyweight division. Um, I think I think they're actually, they're after taking that flyweight title off him because they announced mm-hmm. former flyweight flyweight champion, which was strange. Also. Well, he he relinquished it. Yeah, see, there we go. But like, maybe that annoyed him as well. Um, someone there was a rumor that he was he was staying with the NXT, the WWE franchise uh, wrestlers in his their hotel. So like, he might go into WWE. That's what uh, Jose Youngs announced, and I was like, what? Random. Too probably too small to do that. But uh, I think I think he could come back. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, maybe. Well, he is five foot four, us. So they can't really do a, like a big Him show. Him Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh my god. But um, it's give him what he wants. The fans want to see him. So many eyeballs are on that fight. Mm. That I mean, people know exactly who he is. The thing is, I don't think he sells pay per views, and I think that's a problem. But he could be. He's a perfect person to like drive ESPN, though. Yeah, man. He was brilliant. And you know what? He's actually great for... Like, he might not make the UFC a boatload of money, but he is someone who could help make the UFC more mainstream. Like, nothing is more mainstream than someone walking around with an Olympic gold medal and two UFC belts. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, that guy is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though he's not cool once you listen to him speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and his message is great as well. Like, I mean, Olympic champion, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I think bend the knee to Triple C is actually quite funny. Like you know, what I mean? like uh, I actually like it. Yeah, it it was good. It was, it was good. Uh, yeah. So what's next for both guys? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Cejudo for a while. Uh, I think it'll be probably Peter Yan, maybe versus Aljamain Sterling for the vacant bantamweight belt. And I don't see Cruz come back. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the last time we saw Dominic Cruz uh, as well. Yeah, he, he did hint at that. He was like, oh, I could have retired here as well. Mm. You know? And it was yeah, like, I was, I'm like, who's going to fight? Like, Cruz versus Corey Sandhagen doesn't really like get me up off my seat. Uh, Cruz versus Sunset. I suppose you could do that somewhere. It could be Jose heavy, Aldo. Like, Cruz versus Aldo. Yeah, you could do that. Maybe Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo could be the fight that they make for the title. Also, I feel like the absolute forgotten man is actually the number one ranked bantamweight in the world, Marlon Marias. Uh, he, he's sort of left out of all title discussion so it could be Peter Yan versus Marlon Marais. Uh he's also part of the same management company as Henry Cejudo so you never know another interesting thing uh, imagine like like the, I know uh, Henry Cejudo retired but imagine like you were, you were also planning on retiring as well and if someone robs the limelight oh stop you're like you're like fuck I have to fight one more time to retire but, yeah uh, I have to win as well you have to. How we get the mic work? Getting the mic first. Here, what do you make Joe Rogan uh, shaking everyone's hands? Because like uh, some people are like can't believe he shook the hands. The crowd of ours. I'm not too sure. He was sort of standoffish at the beginning, but after a while, I think he thought it was very strange that he was put standing beside Anik and DC for like sort of the pre-hype fights. Yeah. And then like they were told to sit at different tables. He was like. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. And he's so logical as well. And he just says what he thinks. I thought it was uh, very interesting. Yeah, did you like the overall atmosphere vibe or what you make of it? I don't know if it has to be in <clears> such a big arena. Like, that arena can hold 15,000 people. I don't know if, like, it can, it can go in a small arena. But I think what happens is the bigger arena ends up with the more sort of rooms for the fires to go into. So more fires have their own room. 
if that makes sense. Great point. Uh, So, like, people are saying, like, why don't you have it down the local charity hall? I mean, but that's not, you know, best practice. But I'm I'm very interested to watch it in the Apex because I think the Apex is so cool when you're watching the Dana White Contender Series. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then we may as well get into it Ross the heavyweight division Francis Gano absolutely destroyed Jairzinho Rosenstrike um, Ross Francis Gano is the predator yeah did you ever see uh, I think it's you know Bart and Lisa in the Simpsons where like Bart does the windmill and he was like he's like yeah he's like if you get in the way it's your own fault you know what I mean that's what it's like for Francis Gano he was just like absolutely swinging those arms around um when I actually when I originally watched the fight in like real motion as opposed to watching it like the replay, I actually thought he landed all those strikes I and mean, it was about like the fourth strike he landed and that that's all she wrote. That's all it takes for him, like one punch and that's it. It's and crazy. He, he could go DC down was like, he was there shitting himself. He was. He was um, like, I'm not fighting that. Well, what you, what you make of this situation now, Ross, in the heavyweight division? Because obviously Miocic is meant to fight DC. Miocic has the oil problem. He has been training. He's been he's a foreman by trade. I mean, by but for a living. So DC's 40, 41. He's holding out for this last fight. It's the the division is being held up. Yeah, but uh, France and Ghana, you have to also take into consideration has actually like beaten all the other top UFC heavyweights, bar Steve Miocic and DC, and like they could both easily retire after the next fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's beaten Curtis Blades. He's beaten Junior DeSantos. Uh, he beat Derek Lewis, didn't he? Or did Lewis get the nod there? Oh, I can't remember. Lewis it was got, the most boring fight. It was the most boring fight. Nobody won. Anyway. Nobody yeah, won. nobody won. He knocked out uh, <laughs> Rosenstrike. Uh, he's knocked out over him. Like, who's going to fight? Ollie and Anuk. You know what I mean? Like, Nganu is just, like, the absolute best. I feel like Nganu uh, is going to end up getting the belt. And one, one way or the other, whether, you know, Miocic or... Like, if DC wins, he's retiring anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, and if Miocic fights, he might retire as well because 38 or something. You know what I mean? Uh, so, Ngannou's going to get the belt and I feel like it's going to be almost like when John Jones first got the belt. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you win a fight him. It's like, okay, douche. Okay, you win a fight him. I, I was almost looking at Ngannou. He's only got two fights left on his uh, deal. And I was like, he should fight on Saturday. He should be like, all fight on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, you, I'm almost like, why wouldn't he just get another, you know, five hundred grand or whatever he gets? I mean, yeah. on Saturday, he's gonna be a super. He's he's gonna be a proper superstar for the company, isn't he? And first, he he should hang around wherever all that is, because there is heavyweight fights on. So why not? I think um, Ben Rothwell's fighting. Yes, Owen Saint Prue. Yeah, and then obviously Overeem versus Harris. Like if one of them pulls out, like in Ghana, could be like right, I'll step in. Although I don't know how uh, keen anyone would be to be like right, I'll fight in Ghana on four days notice. He's much washed fighting for us. Um, then another another bit, like a great win for Calvin Catter as well against Jeremy Stevens. What's you make of this one? Yeah, he looked very very impressive. Uh, yeah. He landed a massive elbow at one stage, and like Stevens landed oh, on the right hook. Looks like a bust to the face. Yeah, it was. It was very, very impressive. I think to get Jeremy Stevens out of there is a very, very impressive feat. And I think the sky's the limit for Calvin Catter. You know what I mean? He could go the whole way to a title. Yeah, his striking was brilliant. Uh, massive shout-out to Greg Hardy for winning 
one of the most boring fights of the night against Jorgen de Castro for decision. Mm. Uh, he was like, thanks DC for like the help. He was like, I could hear what you were saying. No. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, yeah, the, that wasn't great to be watched. Uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis did get the decision win against Donald Cavalcheroni. Uh, did you 100% agree with this result? No, I don't think Anthony Pettis did either. I think you could see after Anthony Pettis got the win, he was a bit shocked. Uh, yeah. I actually thought I actually thought Cerrone did. He got a few takedowns in there. Probably mixed up his striking better. Cerrone looked good. 28 Cerrone, to be honest. Uh, I feel a bit bad for Cerrone now because that's like a four-fight losing streak he's on now. Yeah. Do you think he would want to get that, that fight in again on Wednesday or Saturday? Uh-huh. Uh, who knows? Like, I wouldn't put anything past him. But again, like his last four losses are uh, all to interim or UFC champions. So, uh, Honda Cerrone. Here, here. Uh, uh, do, uh, do, also, do you think Pettis will stay at 170 or will go back down? He did look a bit heavy in the division. Um, I thought he looked a bit, well, I don't, I don't want to say fat, but like he wasn't, he wasn't jacked. You know what I mean? I know. It's weird. Like, that was a great fight to watch. Very entertaining. Mm. And I think Pettis I think is, what about Pettis versus RDA too at 170? That would be good. I, th- I think for Pettis now, I think he just wants good fights. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because if he's not going to go for the title, he just wants, he wants names. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny that like Pettis is like right well I'm never going to be Khabib and I'm never going to be Usman so I'll just fight like he'll probably jump between the division on like what's a, a nice fight from yeah well that's 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 good for the fans really isn't it and uh, I think that I think Cowboys should do the same Cowboys should be like right I'm not going to win the belt but I should do like fan friendly fights yeah that's that's a good point yeah because that was a great one for the fans mm-hmm. um, in the heavyweight division uh, Alexei Olyanuk defeated for Bisa for Doom by the age of 84 Ross in the, in the build up to this we were just convinced for Doom to win this but uh, Alexei Onyanuk with the win yeah uh, Onyanuk definitely won the first round and for Doom definitely won the third round I think the second round was sort of where people were like oh who won that uh, if I'm brutally honest I think I was sort of leaned a bit over Doom but I wasn't too like miffed either way uh, Oli and Anik did a good job in the clinch uh, did some nice sort of uppercuts and few knees in there Verdum did a good job of eating all them uh, he kept hitting them so many times Verdum just didn't have anything to come back with the heavyweight division is so funny because like who do you really match Oli and Anik up with next Derek Lewis yeah I was going to say Derek Lewis but uh, it's such a like Shite styles matchup. You almost <laughs> want to give him a give him a chance of doing the bleeding uh, bow constrictor on him. But I think if he fights Derek Lewis, he'll get knocked out. Yeah, maybe Curtis Blades. Yeah, that would be interesting because Blades will take him down, and then there's actually a bit of intrigue there. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then um, for Doom, just just let he let, let us down so much with, the, with our bet as well. That was just I'm I'm not happy with for Doom. For Doom, can fight uh, Junior Dos Santos in a rematch. There we go. Uh, women's strawweight division, Carlos Barza won by the decision against Michelle Watterson. Uh, this one was a very tentative fight, to say the least, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, obviously was looking to sort of implement her grappling game, and Watterson was looking to keep her at distance. Uh, look. Where does Asparza go with this win, Ross? It sort of launches her into that, you know, one or two off a, a number one contender fight. Maybe you sort of push her in there against Jessica Andrade. 
No? All right. All right. Uh, I was like, uh, that, that, that fight was just so uneventful, and the fights aren't good enough to watch. I'm, I'm like, I oh, hear, look, whatever you're doing next. No offense, girls. Uh, Ross, gig, we get into a proper knock. Vicente Luque defeated Nico Price in the third round. This was a back and forth, and this was brilliant. It really, really was. This one was uh, one for the ages. It was back and forth like there's no tomorrow. It was over blow. Uh, I think we sort of called it that Vincente Luque will eventually sort of clip Nico Price and get the job done. Yeah. I think we were both saying they both have brilliant knockout power, but Luque's chin was better. Uh, that sort of proved. Now, I know you didn't actually get knocked out, but I think with, what, two minutes left in the fight, and Nico Price having one eye left, to look out of, I don't think it would have went too well for Nico Price to finish off. Yeah, where does Luca go from here now, Ross? It's a bit of an interesting one because he's been given the chance before to fight someone very upper echelon, and he fought against uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. It didn't go his way. But maybe him versus Michael Chiesa could be a fight, although I know Chiesa said he wasn't that keen on uh, fighting during the coronavirus. But maybe uh, Jeff Neal is a good fight as well. There are two uh, guys who like a bit of stand-up. All right. Then uh, Price Mitchell got the decision win against Charles Rosa. This was absolutely insane. Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Yeah, how, many, how, many how many times has that fella tried the twister on him? Like, what was going on in that fight, Ross? Like, yeah, me, me and Barry were laughing. I'd be like, geez, that looks like me and Barry when we're having a sleepover. Uh, Bryce Mitchell was so, so impressive. Yeah. He loves Arkansas and camo shorts. Hopefully he gets to fight in Arkansas soon wearing camo shorts. He looks like he can go the whole nine yards, to be honest. Uh, yeah. He looks like he could be the best grappler in the entire featherweight division. Um, you sort of, they could definitely uh, attach an L, a rocket ship to him. I could see America getting behind him, which is something that America tends to not really do. Like, they tend to, like, they don't have a guy, if that makes sense. Joby cool. American camo shorts for him. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Then, I uh, think, yeah, I, I, I think him. Uh, give him, give him someone in the top fifteen. I think. Yeah, I, definitely, definitely. Uh, then we'll finish off in the light heavyweight division. Ryan Spann against Sam Alvey. Uh, wasn't a great fight to start off with. Ryan Spann looked very tentative. Got the win though. Yeah, to be honest, I, I won't say much more than that, Basmo. I wasn't overly impressed. To be honest, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was a bit of a slow way to start off. There was moments where like, oh no. That was that was that's how I described that fight. Yeah. So Ross, overall, what did you give the card itself? I would say nine out of ten. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Like brilliant fights, um, like some super exciting action. I'm, oh, you know what? My highlight of the night and my like disappointment of the night were almost the same thing. Like I think for me, like Ngannou was like murder was the highlight, but also like I sort of wanted to see that fight. Last two minutes. <laughs> uh, but obviously, standouts, Justin Gaethje, Francis Ngannou, and Henry Cejudo. It's great when the top three cards are the highlights of the night as well. Yeah, that, that was it. Because like, remember, it was like 4 a.m. and there were still four fights to go. I was like, oh, my God. And then Ngannou. Oh. Yeah. Also, uh, Calvin Carter as well. Like, great performance. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Of- oh, oh, yeah. I have a message for the UFC. Stop putting Greg Hardy on the main card. Fucking shite. Yeah, come on, lads. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let us know what you thought of that card as well, because it was, it was brilliant to have it back. But this Wednesday, UFC Fight Night is on. It's being headlined by Smith versus Tech Shera. Ross, 
there's not as many fights on the card. There's Chase Sherman taking on Isaac Villanueva. Brilliant. All right. Uh, <laughs> versus Brian Keller and featherweight. Brian, Brian Keller is actually good for the L submission, so I like him there. Yeah, then uh, Gabriel Benitez taking Omar Antonio Morales Ferrer. Oh, wow. Well, that one's got loads of names. Exactly. Uh, Sahar, Sahar Eubanks, Eubanks taking on Sarah Morales. Uh, be interested to see Eubanks moving up the bantamway here, so it'll be interested to see how she gets on there. Yeah, then Michael Johnson's taking on Thiago Moises in the lightweight division. Honda Michael Johnson. Yeah, same here. And then headline the prelims is Andre Olofsky taking on Philip Linz. Uh, I think Andre Olofsky's the favourite here because Philip Linz doesn't even have an avatar. Philip Linz is from the UK, actually. Uh, I think this is his second stint in the UFC. No, he's actually from Brazil. I'm thinking of a different Linz. Um, Andre Arlovsky <laughs> by, by decision Andre Arlovsky's like looked pretty good as of late yeah, yeah. I know obviously uh, he lost there recently enough to Jarzinho your mate in like 30 seconds but before that like he's been to decision so many times recently which is he must he must be like injecting some TRT into his chin or something yeah he like uh, he got plastic surgery and put a phone book into his chin but uh yeah. Then in, on the, in the main card, Carl Robertson is taking on Marvin Vittori in the middleweight division. What do you expect? Uh, oh, I'm going to go with Marvin Vittori just because Marvin Vittori is giving uh, Israel Adesanya his best fight. So, like, that's good enough reason for me to be like, uh, I think Vittori. I think Robertson's a bit cheeky on the uh, missions. So, yeah. we'll be interested to see that. So, you're for the Vitalian. Uh, sorry, Vitalian. Italian Stallion. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Simone is taking on Ray Borg in the bantamweight division as well. Uh, Ricky Smallman, the last time I remember seeing him fight, he lost to Roy of Haber. I think he might have lost one since then. Ray Borg seems to just like never be able to get it right these days. Uh, constantly missing weight at flyweight. And I think he's even missed weight at bantamweight there recently enough. But I think he's the better wrestler. And I think they're both these guys are wrestlers. So I'm going to go for Ray Borg. I'm going to go for Ricky Smallman just because of that. Um, the mullet. Mullet, yeah. <laughs> uh, then in the lightweight division, Alexander Hernandez taking on Drew Dober. You know what? Drew Dober is someone who I've picked against loads of times. And he's got unbelievable boxing. And he was fighting your man, uh, Nate, or Nazrash Hathbrakat. You know, like the fake Kelvin Gaslam. Oh, the twin. Yeah, and he knocked him out. And I actually thought he, he looked pretty good. So I'm going to go for Drew Dober uh, by knockout. Mm-hmm. Hernandez actually, I thought, was going to be unbelievable. I thought he was going to be the next big thing until he fought uh, Don mm-hmm. Cowboy Surrounding. And then Cowboy like, made a show of him. I was like, right. I'm going to go for Alexander Hernandez just uh, he has a mouth on him and so he draws attention so therefore I want more eyes in this prize uh, in the co-main event Ben Rothwell has taken an open St. Peru Ross you've, are you still are you going to be wearing Ben Rothwell's t-shirt for this fight Everyone I actually don't think know. I don't think I actually have that t-shirt anymore to be brutally honest what? Uh, you swapped it for an OSP one yeah <laughs> I actually think OSP is going to get the job done here Ben Rothwell actually said it himself he goes the light heavyweights are moving up the heavyweight because they don't think the light heavyweights are, are the heavyweights are very skilled. And I just think he's a much better athlete, OSP. So I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, same here. Uh, then in the main event, Anthony Smith is taking on Glover Teixeira. Let's go. Uh, I really like Lionheart Smith, uh, especially considering uh, he won his last fight against a home intruder <laughs> or a home invasion person. So I think uh, he's um, Glover Teixeira. He's very old now. I think he's 40. A lot, lot of miles on the clock. Yeah, the, the only thing is uh, he's very good at the sort of the takedown and holding people down. Uh, in fairness, 
he's on a bit of a career resurgence. He's won his last three. He'd be our mate, Ion Kotibla and Nikita Krylov. So, like, they're decent wins. But I do think Anthony Smith is just a bit more explosive. So I expect him yeah. to knock out at some stage. I'd agree with you there. I'll go for Anthony Smith in that one as well. Um, that is going down on Wednesday, ladies and gents. So make sure to check that out. We will be watching it as well. But Ross said you think it's going to be the same times as Saturday, do you? Similar, you? yeah. Similar I, I, I can't believe that because it's on Wednesday. Who knows? Like, look, look, I prayed to God it's on earlier, but we would only, uh, you know, hope. Yeah, it said it was a. Uh, it says here two a.m. starting. Mm. So, but like I don't know, we'll we'll keep people updated as always, and we'll be doing a recap show of it as well, and also previewing Saturday's fight night of Overeem versus Harris, which is going to be brilliant. Like I mean, Matt yeah. Brown's on the card as well. Uh, who else is going to be on this card? Just uh, so we can probably get day. As far as this fight was actually uh, seriously delayed as well because. Walt Harris's stepdaughter, I think, was kidnapped and then killed. So, like, sorry, that's terrible. Add a bit of, add a bit of, like, you know, realism to it. Uh, yeah, you sure you have the damage fighting. Edson Barboza's dropping down featherweight. Yeah. Uh, Eric Anders, Eric, and, Eric Anders and, and Joko. Uh, Song Yudong, your mate, my mate, fighting. Yeah, so like, it, it, I actually think Saturday has good scraps. Yeah, we're we're going to be doing a preview of that as well. But uh, Ross. MMA is back. MMA is back. The world of sport is back. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm sure everyone else is very excited. Um, yeah, I think that sort of sums up the show for today. So if you did enjoy MMA being back, if you watch UFC 249, give us a like. If you think uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje was the fight of the year so far, give us a subscribe and <laughs> leave a comment in the comment below. Uh, give us your best cringy comment for Henry Cejudo. And as always, stay energized.